Hello, and welcome to another podcast from Michelle the Practical Medium, and, well, last I checked, I am Michelle, and I, I am the Practical Medium, or I think I am. At least the voices in my head tell me that I am. Yeah, no, just kidding, actually. Um, so, excuse me, I'm having a little early, uh, late winter, early spring sinusy stuff, so if I had to pause to clear my throat, I apologize for the... Um, how do I put it? The snags in the audio, but I don't want to be clearing my throat in the microphone and grossing you all out. So, any hoodle, uh, before I get into tonight's topic, I have a dad joke from Ken to share. Yeah, you can tell it's a dad joke because I'm real impressed, but anyway. So, you all have heard of the Ethernet, I'm sure, which is something that is internet-ish and local area network ad-ish. It's even though I've been a geek for 35 years, I sometimes forget my own definitions. I guess I just have too much crap in my brain. Anyway, so, you know the Ethernet. Well, according to Ken, I am connected to the ethereal net. Get it? Ethereal? Ether? Net? Net? Yeah, I can hear you all booing now. So, um, and another personal anecdote. Um, to try to condense this situation... I go to a gym. I've been there for 10 years. Ken's the one who got me to go there. Then his, he up and freaking dies on me halfway into the 10 years. And, um, yeah, so I wasn't really doing too hot with going. But when he was still alive, he and I would help out a fellow gym member who also happens to be a member of law enforcement. And this, um, this particular person called me uh, recently and said, hey, can you help me with, with pointers with swimming? Because I'm in physical therapy and my therapist says I need to start doing something when I'm in the pool. Can you help me out? Okay, no problem. So your medium here is also a lap swimmer. I may have mentioned that or not. And uh, Ken's the one who's the, the teacher of all things lap swimming for me many years ago. And I'm, you know, passing it on, paying it forward, yada, yada. And even when Ken was still alive, uh, he and I would help this guy out with pointers because he listened and he actually improved. So it's just, he's at a stage where he's had injuries catch up with him and he needs to keep them, how do I put it, get functional again. Not like in a massive way, just, you know, be able to kick in the pool. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, um, there's been, uh, I'm going to sidestep for a second and um, this is just personal stuff here. I am an overweight, middle-aged female. I am not on many people's radars for a good time. I'm a scooter. You know, it's kind of, the joke goes, the, the, the scooter's the kind of, per, the, they're fun to ride, but you don't want anybody catching you with it. So, and I, 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 it's a little mean, but I'm, I'm really just very good at self-deprecating jokes. So don't, don't think that I'm hitting on my own self-esteem here. But, um, so the kind of guys at the gym, that have been um, <clears throat> hitting up on me in their own sleazy way are all in their 60s and 70s. They're kind of gross, and they just ain't what I'm interested in. If I were, I still wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot frickin' barge pole. So, yeah. Um, now, I've gone out of my way to avoid people because I, can't, I don't want to be in the pool at the same time with them. And a lot of the, this particular gym, a lot of the older crowd uses it for their personal, mm, oh, how shall I put it, for their personal enjoyment and relaxation. Uh, yeah, anyway. 
So the um, lately, like the last three weeks, um, this person, the law enforcement person, who's closer to my age, um, I have been, when I'm in the pool, I'm in there with him because he's my excuse to get myself in the pool. And I've been giving him pointers and we get along. We, we, we shoot the shit. We talk about this and the other. I laugh my ass off. I make him laugh, you know, hopefully at times. But um, it, it's just that kind of just a friendship, nothing more. However, this has the effect of getting the attention of these schlubby guys away from me or deflecting it because, oh my God, no, she's not interested in me because she's interested in this guy, which eh, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. I'll, I'll just put it that way. But not, I don't think, you know, don't think anything's going to come of it. I've gotten that interest off of my back and I got an unknown interest from somebody on the other side who I have mentioned many times before, Tony. And, um, he exposed himself in the most vicious way to me and I have kicked him out and kicking him out of my life has actually improved things in terms of my sensitivity. He was clamping down on it and really starting to screw it up. So that's another story for another day. But um, now that I know what he's up to, uh, I can put an all out block on him and keep him out. And um, it's upset a friend of mine who, uh, um, yeah, male friend, obviously, who is now butthurt because I didn't want to drive out 25 miles to watch him use a coupon at Olive Garden for free dessert because I would rather stay, you know, a few miles from home to do something I enjoy, even though I'm not, you know, getting any compensation for it. I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. Uh, you know, so they're not talking to me right now. Good. So all of this came together tonight and in my head. I was thinking about it and it occurred to me that this person, yes, he's in law enforcement. Um, and people have their issues, obviously, with uh, with people who are police or cops or what have you. And, you know, everybody's got their motivations. And, I mean, I'm neutral on them because police are the police. And this guy is actually not, and I'm not going to gloss over this by saying, oh, he's just, you're going to say, oh, he's just your friend. So, of course, you're going to think he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's just a mindset for somebody I can appreciate, and I don't. And the fact that he's a cop is, well, it's a little cool, but not exactly icing on the cake. So when I say this, I say this in um, because what I'm going to explain is actually on a spiritual level. I, so back to the what led me to this. I was thinking about all of these little, these three, these three things. They all tied to him. Him being just in my life. I mean, I had a friend, a platonic friendship get butt hurt. I had a not a a, a, a spiritual uh, pl a, attempting to be platonic friendship get destroyed, which was fine by me actually. And I had gotten unwanted attention taken off my back. It's great. I love it. And. What it comes down to is that I have this imagery of him, which is really freaking goofy, but it is. He's a white knight. Now, he's not without his stains. His cloak is, you know, is not clean and shining and bright. But nobody is perfect in this life. No matter how much we try, we're, we have to accept the fact that we have good with bad. And we don't need to cancel ourselves out just because we have, um, how do I put it? We don't have the best of intentions all the time. So we're just human. And it's part of being human. So in his case, 
his energy, who he is deep down inside, the person, the, the higher self, so to speak, is really truly a white knight. And um, it's his, it's in his spiritual DNA. I hate saying stuff like that, but this is the only way I can describe it. It's in his, you know, and it's in his physical DNA that it's what he does to, you know, do good for the people in the community around him as best as he can. So in this cat, but in this regard, this regard, he doesn't know I'm a sensitive. He doesn't know I'm a psychic medium. I just have had some metaphysical talk with him about this, that, and the other, but he doesn't know me on that side. However, I know him and I know who he is underneath the person that I'm, I'm you know, hanging out with. And um, I would probably shock the shit out of him if I were to present that to him. So, yeah, you know, at some point I probably will because I don't give no fucks. Pardon my French. Um, but, you know, it, it's fascinating to to really see people really deep down inside when that gets revealed. Sometimes I see it right away. Sometimes I don't see it right away. Sometimes it hits me upside the head with a clue by four uh, or two by four. That's a clue. And... Um, like today, it was I got smacked upside the head with the the, uh, the realization. Oh my God, this is what he's this is who he is to me, and it's wonderful. So now that I've uh, taken about ten minutes up of the podcast talking about this, um, I'm going to get on to and it kind of ties in to tonight's um, uh, podcast. And I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this flow go until it doesn't flow no more. So it might go past my usual half hour. All right. So here's the topic of tonight, which is the disconnect between the physical and the not physical. Now, you're probably just like, what, what, what disconnect? They, it's just like, it's hard to prove the not physical because we don't have any ways to really measure it apart from the rudimentary stuff we have now. And even that's not reliable. Um, you, have to, you have to rely on your own senses and psychic mediums like me and other people who have done this work. And you just kind of have to take our word for it because sometimes we say shit that we have no business knowing. So obviously somebody's fed it to us and I didn't Google you. I didn't look you up on Facebook beforehand. And sometimes I say stuff that's never been out there for anybody. It just comes out. So, you know, that's probably about the biggest, deepest evidence that you can say that there's more to this life than what is the physical. Now, we as humans like empirical evidence. We like to see things laid out in front of us. We want science to explain everything to us. We want the numbers to make everything work, work match up, to work, to flow, and, um, and make our way into the next day. Our lives revolve around empirical evidence. You're listening to me on whatever device you choose and you know that it's reliable because it's been there before. It will be there in the future. It was created by humans. It's physical. It's touchable. It's manipulative. You can manipulate it. And it's always going to be there. Whereas something where the, the other side has to go um, is not so reliable. And it's not, I mean, it's not repeatable. Unless, you know, you're, you know how to make it repeatable or you're, you know, sensitive or you're just a full-blown psychic medium like me or you're just, you know, have that mastery. And there's not that many of us compared to the people who are closed and have to live life with what they see in front of them. So, um, excuse me while I pause because something's happening. 
Okay, asthma actually. Got the nasal back drip from the allergies and that's causing allergy related asthma. Wee. So anyway, back to the the fact that we need physical compared to the unreliability that is the other side. And I'm going to actually kind of tie in ghost adventure shows, but I'm also going to tie in other stuff with it. And it's this comes because recently I was hanging out on Reddit. Now, I apologize to anybody who listens to this and messages me on Reddit and I don't respond right away. I don't spend um, a lot of time in that side of my head because I have to be a normie, <laughs> to, for lack of a better word, to, uh, you know, to focus on making my daily life, my living and all that stuff. So uh, if you have messaged me and I take forever to check into that account, I do apologize. It's not intentional. So, and if you hear a rocking noise, it's actually my footstool underneath the, the uh, table, but I don't know how audible that is. So it's nothing, it's nothing, um, how do I put it, um, mysterious. It's just my feet rocking the, this, this footstool. So I haven't gotten that out of the way. Um, the th- when you, when uh, I was on Reddit recently... And somebody had a post of a scary incident, and I tuned in, and I got some conflicting information. But what I when I finally dialed down into it, it was somebody's. Um, it was a her her child. I think it was a female. Their child uh, had a a friend that didn't incarnate and was causing trouble in the home. And I think the living child was unaware of it. It just didn't feel like there was any sense of awareness. Of this uh, this in- non-incarnated friend, you know, imaginary friend stuff. So I explained that, but you know, and I they they appreciated it. But there was somebody in the thread who had the name, who had this like uh, paranormal group name in their as their username, and I'm not going to call them out specifically. I'm just saying that it was interesting to see that somebody who is paranormal comes and says, well. If my child was do, was experiencing this, I'd go to find out who this was behind it because children are so easily manipulated and evil things like children. And I'm like, dude, it's not how it works. You make it sound like every living child on this planet is going to is at risk of attack from the other side, and it's just not the case. But because us as humans want empirical data and we don't when we don't get it in terms of the the paranormal we tend to get um a little hyperbolic or sometimes extremely hyperbolic and we take our emotions to the extreme and we convince ourselves that everything that comes from the other side is evil and um it's really not the case there's a reason why i call myself the practical medium and that's one of them there are many reasons excuse me that and the one of them is it is so mundane what is out there that life on the other side is almost boring as it is here. The amount of actual crap mirrors the amount of actual evil crap we have here. Like uh, serial killers. We know they exist, obviously. Ted Bundy, the Richard Ramirez, uh, the Green River, you know, um, Green River Killer. You know, but... How many of these of these guys exist compared to the population at large? Their percentage is very low. But because we're humans and we're interested in true crime stuff, because it makes us feel better about the decisions we make on a daily basis to keep ourselves safe, that we blow them them up into thinking that there's one lurking around every corner. When a majority of people, 
even the occasional burglary scumbag that, you know, looking to pick a pocket for a cell phone. Um, it's just most of the times looking to go about their day and not be have it interrupted by somebody else. The same goes with the other side. The There is negative stuff out there, but it's... Um, and I will freely attest to the fact that I used to be... Well, probably... I take it back. I will say used to be. Used to be the host for a lot of crap. And I've had a lot of stuff that's been attached to me. and But it, not just in this life, throughout multiple lives that's come with me. I mean, I have something that goes back to a, a Roman life of mine that came back forward and ha- was sent home to relax and doesn't need to work anymore. And that's, again, uh, for a podcast when I'll get into depth about my past lives. Um, I know I've talked a little bit about it, but there's probably enough material for a full podcast these days. So the... Um, so I can say with, with um, all certainty as being a child and being attacked by this crap that, you know, I'm, I'm a medium. I'm somebody who is a tasty meal to this stuff. And here I am at the age of 48 sitting here talking to you guys about this stuff. And obviously I survived everything. It wasn't pretty, but I survived it and I'm here to talk about it because my fate wasn't to be taken out by these guys. And it is the same for a majority of us because... This is, we, we, the other side does not have that influence to kill us so easily. You know, we can, they can make us miserable, yes. I will, I, I have no problem saying that. Yeah, they'll, the stuff from the other side will make your life miserable. But, again, the actual incidents are minimal. You know, it's, but, but you have like one story and everybody thinks it's going to happen to them. It, you know, because it's how our brains work. It's how we we survive, and it, it it plays upon our fears, and we feel that we need to take protection all the time against the unknown. And um, you know, and especially when you have the unknown and the unseen and the un the the non physical, you get really scared because how the hell do you handle it? And you can't always predict when something's going to show up because it's not physical. You can't see it. It's not easy. You just can't turn around and look at the, in the face and say, get the hell out of here, you know? Although you can, even though you don't see anything, you can still make directives and tell something what to go do with itself, um, uh, you know, in the long run. The idea that, you know, there's there's something lurking around to attack children and attack everybody, you know, it, it's like that's the stuff of movies, plain and simple. And, um, you know, the, the, the amount of people, it's like some, uh, okay, let me take that back. I'm sorry. I'm skipping over something here. It just got pointed out to me. Um, everybody, and I miss, do mean everybody, has people around them that are dead. And they're living their lives around the dead every day. They're, the dead are everywhere. They are your family. They are your relatives. They are your historical, uh, your your their ancestors, the people whose DNA enables you to survive today, or to exist today. Excuse me. And uh, they're they like to see what their descendants are doing. They check in with us. They watch us. They protect us. They interact with us, even though we may not perceive it. And. You know, I, I know that's asking uh, a lot, people a lot to just take it face value, but this is being, this is not me talking. This is me being channeled through because Ken kicked me in the butt to say, hey, say this. Um, you know, it's like, but it's not scary. 
because they're there. They're protecting us. They're not there to do us harm. Now, sometimes their protection isn't strong enough. It's true. But it's more along the lines of you don't know that they're there, but they, they are still there. And you have to take my word as medium that they're there. So this is why this disconnect forms. You know, you can't verify it. It's not empirical. It's not physical. It's not something measurable. And you kind of have to go, oh, wait, you mean Granny's still here and she's watching me go to the bathroom? Well, no. The Most people on the other side have um, decency and they don't, they leave other, leave you alone in your most intimate moments. And you don't have voyeurs for the most part that's that's kept out of the uh, the household just fight common decency and protection from family members you're not being watched like you know bow chicka bow bow for somebody's entertainment that's not a thing i can say that right now with certainty most people do not have that now me i uh, it's a different story but that's for another time so having gotten that out of the way in case people were a little freaked out don't just you know you you have your privacy you people are decent as in death and in life and you're more likely to have somebody decent around you than you are to have negative so now that i've used the word negative in that negative tone uh, i'm going to talk about um this disconnect uh that you see in um the tv shows now, you can say that a lot of that is hype, that is a lot of that is editing, and a lot of that is just, you know, them trying to make something out of nothing. And, yeah, and no. You've, if you've listened to my, dot, my um, podcast about, uh, where I talked about how, with Amy Allen and the Dead Files, and her job is to cleanse these houses. So she has a higher incident of, fight, of running into crap. And that is what makes the show work. If she did, if she went into um, a place where, you know, you had everybody's lives were normal, she would not find anything apart from the, the, the existing dead people that are there to, you know, to help support the family or whoever's living in that place. And it's the same with the paranormal shows. They're going to very active locations or they're trying locations out to, um, to see what they can find. But they're like looking through a one-way mirror when they do this stuff because they don't know what they are messing with they don't know what's there they can go off of historical data and sometimes the historical data is accurate sometimes it's not because the person that they think that they're talking to is screwed off a long time ago and says see y'all i'm out of here you all got y'all mofos can have this place i'm not interested anymore you know so the people that the, the hauntings are not the people that originally uh, caused the problems in the place so who is there and who the paranormal investigators think that they're talking to is somebody completely different. And um, that, it happens. You know, it gets boring after a while haunting, doing the same old crap and over, you know, over and over, shaking the chain, shaking the garbage and, you know, shaking whatever they can to make you get your attention and scare the shit out of you. However, you know, having said that, paranormal teams don't, like I said, they're looking at this stuff through a one-way mirror. They are actually not even looking through the one-way mirror. They're looking at the mirror side of the one-way mirror. And the people that are on the other side are looking at them through the, the translucent side of the glass. Or transparent, whatever. And they're looking at the living going, what a bunch of chumps. If they only knew what we knew. And you know what? We can't tell them because, you know, they won't hear us anyway. So 
a lot of stuff that it, it takes so much energy sometimes for a dead person to just say boo that they don't try and sometimes the conditions are right and perfect and something gets through and oh my god everybody craps their pants uh, they're, you know the living craps their pants and there's all a bunch of activity for camera and all this stuff happens and the people the physical the living people don't really know what happened because they don't have the ability to see what was there they don't want to do anything other than use uh scientific instruments to prove the you know that um stuff's there people are there that something's there that uh to um con to connect to and um i've seen it where they've uh had to dumb down the communication because they're using devices like um uh, what's that speak and spell thing that you know supposedly that there's this big dictionary bank that they can pick words out of i can't think of it right now uh that thing has actually kind of hit or miss success um, because it's not always easy to trigger words uh, and um yeah i just had some insight on that that's interesting but i'll keep it to myself for now because it's not complete so they're kind of like stumbling around and you know if you imagine if you will you're watching you're the dead person let's put let, let's let's switch this perspective around let me actually put get you to put into sheer the shoes of a dead person who is in a, a house that is being investigated by paranormal investigators now sometimes you have the dead that are annoyed that the living are there sometimes you have the dead that just don't care and then you have the dead who are like well let's let, let's see what we can get away with here let, what what can we try how can we get through to these guys and sometimes you have some real sons of bitches sometimes you just have average joes and sometimes you got people who just are completely afraid of contact and want nothing to do with it and lash out take your pick it's uh, without me being in a low counted location to tell you what's going on it's one of the, it's one of these three and variations of in between so let's go as the, the you're gonna we're gonna put you in the shoes of the average person the person you are now and I'm only saying average because you know you're it's just like you don't you, you have normal expectations of life or you have your expectations and they align with most ways of thinking about life so I'm not saying you're an average intellect or anything like that I'm just saying that you're human and you are one of many humans and you have a normal brain you're neurotypical you have everything working for you just right and um, there's nothing that's dragging you down so that's why I'm saying average okay so now take yourself put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's dead imagine yourself that you're a dead person you do not have the physical density you once did you do not have the connection with the living that you once had unless you're working with through a medium and even then it's not it's frustrating because you can't make yourself hurt all the time even through a medium and you're just kind of like oh great we got these jackasses in here again screwing around with the technology and trying to prove something and this is what average what you would probably be thinking if you were in this dead person's shoes because i know this is what the dead people think i hear about it so imagine if you are you're watching this stuff go down you're kind of like the ultimate invisible man you're but you're so invisible that people can walk right through you and it doesn't affect them and it doesn't affect you because the density and the rules of physics don't apply to you anymore so you watch them you, you, you but your instinct still is to not let them bump into you 
But to them, you feel like a you know either hot a mass of hot air or cold air because you can be either or, and um, you know then you they go oh my god I just got touched by something cold, and you're like are you kidding me? Uh, is this for real? Come on, guys. So you have you have some choices. You can either put on your 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 troll cap or troll face as Ken loves to use, and um, start messing with people. Because what the hell? Why not? Why not put your, uh, your your best effort into it and scare the living shit out of them? Or you can be just like, I am so sick of these fools coming through this place and making my life miserable, so I'm going to mess with them hard. Or, if you're somebody who's just an angry person as it stands, you're going to do what you can to piss them off. Or, you know, take your pick. Any one of these things. But you can. this is the mindsets of the dead when the paranormal comes through. So paranormal, living paranormal teams and investigates. Um, everybody has a different attitude just like they would be if they were alive. Now, this is what you're seeing as the dead person. Now we're going to flip the perspective to the, uh, the, the, the paranormal hunters. Paranormal hunters are going around. They're looking for data. They're looking for people to light up the, um, the, the EMF meters or to say something into um, an audio tape or not the digital audio recorders. And they're looking for, um, you know, something like, I think in one the connect feedback, which can pick up, is sensitive enough to pick up p outlines of people or, you know, or the, the, I'm not sure how the connect works I, in the sense of how it works for physical, but it does, it has the same, it can pick up the density of a dead person and make a line figure out of it. That shit is actually real. Um, and, um. It is possible, so it does work. So they're doing their equipment, they're setting up, and there's you know there's all this gear and garbage in your home, and you're just like, do I really want this here or do I care? You know, it's up to you. So the the they're setting up, they're getting ready to go on and get the get the get their jollies and the scares because they you know they're adrenaline junkies and this is how they get their their adrenaline hits, and it really is a thing. An addiction to adrenaline is why people go out and do things like this. So they're looking for repeatable empirical data that they can bring back to, to the TV show and in, editing, in the post-editing and put it over overlay what they did, what they found, and to analyze it at the end or however they want to do it. And that's perfectly fine, but they just don't want to accept or maybe it's not so much about accepting it wouldn't make for good TV if you're just going out there to have a conversation with somebody who's dead. And I'll be honest that it does take the, for the, um, the undead, for the dead to be able to connect with the living through these machines, through these, these things, they have to get themselves a little hyped up because they have to get into a higher frequency. Now, I know that there's people say vibrations. It's not really a vibration. It's a frequency. And I know frequencies are vibrations, but they're not quite. So you got to get yourself into a higher frequency um, or lower frequency. Take your pick. I'm, even the other side isn't sure which. Um, then connect to this density, this level, and make yourself known through the you know through the, the electronics. And you got to figure out the electronics, how that works, and how you can get it to fire off, and how you can you know make it work. Now, in the case of digital audio recorders, those do not need any special thing. There's nothing special about them. It's, we've been recording the dead vo dead's voices on tape since we've discovered it. 
and it's been something that magnetic tape and um, digital audio uh, equipment is capable of picking up. And uh, if anybody's had a baby monitor and heard voices and been freaked out by it, that's the same thing. It's just, it's a frequency and the frequency gets recorded and it's, it's audible. Now it's not always audible at the same level as like you're hearing me, but you know, who knows, maybe there's some EVP on my uh, recordings and I don't know about it because I don't really tend to go back over this stuff um, and listen unless I know I've glitched something. So if there's something there, wonderful. If not, well, I, you know, I really don't need it because I hear people's voices in my internal ears anyway. So that's probably, if there's no EVPs, it's because they know I can hear them if I wanted to. Um, well, in that regard, um, you know, it's like I know that there have been mediums who have been, you know, doing stuff and there have been EVPs for them because people want to make a point. So if there's something on my, on my, my stuff, let me know. Otherwise, it's not a big deal. I'm just pointing it out that it's a possibility. All right, so the dead, um, the, 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 not the dead, excuse me, the living go about and they're in these dark haunted homes or they're, they have a trepidation because the house is an unknown thing. They're not, they might do a, a walkthrough beforehand to know where they're going, but they don't, when they're in the filming mode, they're in a different state of mind. They may not realize it, but they are in a different state of mind and they're more perceptive and receptive and their, their adrenaline's running high. Their, um, fear is high and not just because of what they don't see but of what the, in terms of the dead but physical things that might happen to them in terms of tripping over and breaking their neck kind of uh, fears and um, so they are in a completely different state of mind and again imagine yourself a dead person watching somebody who's living hyped up to beyond to the heavens and beyond about interacting with the dead how impressed would you be probably not very and I know that from polling the other side, it goes, again, it runs the gamut from not impressed to impressed, just like it would if we were alive. Anyway, the, um, so the paranormal teams are going around, they're getting hits, they're getting this, that, and the other, and they're getting freaked out because of the thought that there might be actually something standing next to them and they don't know who it is because they can't see it. So, oh my God, it might be somebody scary and spooky when it's just you or me standing there. Looking at him going, well, I'm trying to talk to you, dude, but you, you can't hear me and your equipment sucks because it can't pick me up. And I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm screaming into it, I'm singing into it, I'm yelling into it, and it's not picking me up, it sucks, what am I bothering for? You know, but people try. I've got to, here's the thing, and this is why I'm going to come back to the disconnect, is that the, no matter how much empirical data you can get right now with the equipment that's out there, it's just they don't really have the ability to connect and have a normal conversation with the people that are there. So in their minds, they build up that there's these, uh, these entities that are, you know, out, you know, I want to drink your blood kind of stuff. And that they have to be aware of it and fear it and angry at it because, you know, it might do them harm, even though they're the ones who are putting, they're the, they're the lambs putting themselves to the slaughter, basically. And you kind of, it's like, well, going to haunted places that are evil, you know, experience haunted places that are evil and get attachments that are not good for you no yeah anyway it's just how it works and they don't understand what they are messing with or they do and they don't understand the depth of it or they they don't have the intense the well how do i put it 
they don't have the connection that makes it real for them. And like for me, okay, I'll give myself as an example here. To me, this is normal. This is every day. Um, what somebody might be freaked out to me, I'll be just like, oh, that's nothing. That's just what it is like, you know? And I know for a fact that the dead are real because this is my life. I talk to them all the time and I get information that I shouldn't have, but I get it anyway. Um, and I have conversations with people that, you know, I've never met before and pass along information that I shouldn't know. And you get invested in it and it's just my reality. So I could walk through these houses and I can be just like, oh, hey, Joe Blow Schmo over there is saying this and you, you got to watch out for that hole in the, in the, in the floor ahead because you're not going to be able to see it because you got no freaking lights on and he just wants you to know so you don't fall through and break your neck. So it wouldn't be very interesting to have me as long as a medium on a um, on a paranormal team, I'm sure, because I just make it too normal. And everybody who's on the other side, a majority of people on the other side who are there are just want to exist in peace and be left alone. And, you know, when, the, when somebody's checking them out, they may not may or may not want to participate. They get tired of trying to make things repeatable. They try get tired of trying to make the living understand that I'm just like you, man. I have a wife, I've got kids, I got a mortgage, or had one, and, uh, you know, I'm still living that life. It's what I'm doing, it's what I've always done, and I'm happy. Stop trying to make me something I'm not. And it just, the two, in, until technology advances to a point, and I know there's people working on it, I do have very little information on it, but um, until it reaches a point where there's more back and forth and people can stop being so freaked out about it and go oh no that's not possible and you know the skepticism and all that stuff changes and who knows how long that will take it can take a very long time for that to happen uh there's always going to be a disconnect there's always going to be disbelief and there's always going to be a space a place for paranormal shows and there's always going to be the annoyed and uh, to the the happy excuse me people on the other side of the fence going, ha you're the dead ones. We're the ones living. That It's a bit of an old canard. A lot of people from the other side say, we're living, you're dead. And it's there's something more deep to it, deeper to that. So maybe, maybe it's enough to make a podcast. I don't know. But when you, when my, uh, my moral of the story here, now that I've kind of exhausted that uh, and there's nothing more flowing through, the moral of the story here is just do your best to either accept or not accept what's that the uh, that there is persistence of existence, as I put it. And um, you know, if you feel that there's energy around you that it feels human, you know, just um, say hi, how's it going? Passing through, Are you somebody I know, and you know, sit down, have a cup of tea, or you know, I'll be on your way or whatever. But majority of the time. Assume it's a relative, assume it's an ancestor, and just say, hey, howdy, welcome. And hold on one side conversation if you like. You don't have to. There's no expectation of it. But if you just want to relax and say, you know, you know, have a beer, have a beer kind of conversation, that's fine. But the disconnect is always going to be there, like I say. And it's never really going to be easy to let go of it because it's so ingrained in being human. And it's, it's work. And unless you're born open and know that there's, 
you know, have seen shit that would curl the toes of anybody who you told it to. And even then, would they believe you? It's just very hard. Skepticism is very strong. And it's there on purpose to keep us focused on the life ahead of us instead of the life that comes after this existence. And there's really no way to, I can see right now, do I want what I say? Should we change it? Should we do stuff differently? It's completely up to you. There's, I know how I approach it. I know that my job here is to talk about it, to make you examine and explore and make it interesting or not, or making it acceptable or unacceptable, acceptable according to how you want to interpret what I'm saying. But in the long run, it is what it is. There is no shame in not being able to fully accept, accept, or there is no, there is no shame in being able to accept. And I think I just tripped over myself, but I'm not sure. But basically, the it's it's up to you how you want to interpret things. And if you want to look at the disconnect and join that crowd, that's fine. If you want to explore and be a little more in-depth and mildly accepting, that's fine too. Nobody says that you have to accept these things. And I'm certainly not saying that you have to, that you should, that you must. I just know what my truth is, and I know that my truth isn't always what other people's truths are. That's all there is to it doesn't bother me. I mean, there's a, a sanguinity of being a medium that um, you have a very strong sense of what your life is about. And it's actually, apart from the daily struggles, which are there, and many, that they, my life is no different from anybody else who works an eight-to-fiver. And, uh, you know, doing these things, and I, I do these podcasts because I like them. In fact, I even enjoy them. But my view on life is just that. It's my own personal view on life. And I don't, you know, expect people to share it or want to share it or want to understand it. And if you do, fine. You're here because you want to know what comes out of a medium's mind and mouth. Sometimes verbal diarrhea. But anyway, I digress. So, again, I am very much open-minded. I am very... Because I have to be. It's hard to live this life and and pigeonhole things because if you pigeonhole something it just pops up out of, another pigeon pops up out of another hole and tells you nope you're wrong ha ha anyway so on that note i'm gonna wind this down it's uh, kind of there's nothing really more that i have to say on the topic or the other side is telling me to talk about you know because sometimes i get prompts and um it's just an insight rambling as it may be but hopefully interesting so on that note, uh, I hope everybody who listens is well, and thank you once again for hanging around and listening to me uh, bloviate and have some logoria and uh, talk about uh, a topic that's kind of hard to define. Unlike the Orb podcast, which I was trying to do, but the, top, the amount of information that I could grab from the other side on Orbs was so thin, it was barely a podcast. So I will probably roll that one into another podcast in the near future, but I have to kind of make... I like to keep the topics uh, related so there's a better segue from one to the next. So on that note, I am off. I am out. And uh, until the next time, be well, be safe, be merry, be happy.